Love to start the day with song, God is good. Let's uh, open in prayer and we'll get into Acts chapter 6 today. Father God, I thank you. Uh, it's awesome to walk with you and it's awesome to be working with these men that you've uh, given me the privilege to work with. I pray that you bless our time this morning. Guide us by your spirit. Open our hearts and minds to your truth. Help us to grow closer to you, understand you more, and live out the, the life that you called us to live, help us to honor and glorify you and what we say and do today. Guide us in our study. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 This morning we are going into Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Oh, this, uh, this passage, we get to see a little bit of priorities. What's the most important thing? What's the most important thing? What is your first priority. And uh, when we get into, get into life in general, we start looking at eternal things. It's good to know what your priorities are. Let's read Acts chapter 1, or excuse me, Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, and a, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. It's a good adventure, but you see them trying to figure out what's most important here. God has purpose, and he has purpose in each, each one that's in his body, right? So you guys in our team, we each have purpose. And there's, there's, uh, it's not good, bad, high, low. And we tend to make high, low, but the reality is that each person has purpose. One of, the, one of my uh, favorite ones is the, the guy who does the cooking. <laughs> Very important, right? You guys want lunch, right? So we get, 
One guy that does that. If we all go to cook, what's going to happen with a building? We're not going to get a building, right? So, but if we all mix concrete, who's going to form it? Who, who's going to do the steel? So we have different jobs for different purposes. And if we all do our job well, this building goes well. And you guys are a great team. I enjoy working with you. So it is fun to see. And so we know what a team is, what unity is when we work together. God, uh, God told these disciples what was important. And if you look just prior in the prior verses, after they got done being harassed and actually beaten by the Pharisees, they went back and every day, Acts 5.42, every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease, this is the important part, teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. So they had their priority. They did not cease doing that, even though they were commanded to do that. This is the starting point we need to bring everyone to. Everyone needs to understand who Christ is, who Jesus is, right? The core message of the entire Bible. If you take the Bible and look at everything in it, it all points to Jesus because he is the core message of the Bible. I spent some time with uh, some young men years ago, back in 80s. How many of you are around in the 80s? Uh, 80s? Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of you. Not many. Way back in the 80s, we spent months reading through the Bible and saying, what is it all about? What's, how much can we boil it down to what, what's the, the, the main point of the Bible? And we said, we want to make, we want to boil it down to uh, a single statement, maybe, you know, a dozen words or so. And we kept working on it and working on it. We finally came up with a summary of the entire Bible in one word. Guess what that word is? Jesus. The entire Bible is all about Jesus. That is the core message of the Bible. That is the core message that we are called to understand, get a hold of, grasp, make a decision about. And then from there, we can live our life and do something about it, right? If we decide we don't want Jesus, well, hey, live, drink, and be merry because tomorrow you die. If that's it, if you're not going to accept Christ, then this is it. But if you're going to accept Christ, then you have eternity to work toward. And now you need to change your priorities. The core purpose, after you make that decision, you have become a disciple, right? And so your, your core purpose at that point is to be a disciple. And what does a disciple do? A disciple makes disciples. First things first. Paul said for I, in 5th, 1 Corinthians 15, 3, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. First things first. Let's go back to our passage, Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. Is this an important thing? It was important to those widows. And the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples and said, it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. 
Now, it's interesting in this passage, they're saying, you know, there's a priority and our priority is preaching the word. But they did not say, we're not going to serve tables. They just said, we need to have someone else do that because we are part of the body. And this part of the body, this part of the body holds a hammer. So this part of the body can't hold the nail. We have a purpose. And if we're not doing our purpose, the rest of the purpose won't be happening, right? So they identified their purpose, and then they said, we need someone to hold the nail. So they identified seven. They did not deny the need to serve tables, but only that teaching and preaching was their calling. Acts chapter 6, verse 3. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of, of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, my first question when I heard that was, what's the ministry of the word? What are they doing? What is their priority? I look back in the Old Testament uh, in Nehemiah. In Nehemiah, Nehemiah is trying to reestablish the city of Jerusalem. The, the walls are torn down. He's come to rebuild the, the walls, but he needs the people to understand their bigger purpose, their bigger picture, who God is and what he's doing. So he has Ezra stand up and speak to the people and speak out the law. But these people have not heard the law. They don't really understand it. And so with Ezra is a group of priests. They were teachers. And they went among the people. And as Ezra read, it says in Nehemiah 8.8, they read from the book, from the law of God, clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. This is the ministry of the word. This is, guys, what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to understand, help you understand God's word. I am not God's word. I have read it. I have digested it a bit. And I want to help you see it. But I'm, I'm, I'm drawing you into his word. I'm not drawing you to follow me. I'm drawing you to follow Christ. And so I want to encourage you. And that is what each one of us as a disciple should be doing is discipling others, is getting others to follow Christ, to come along the way. Remember, we talk about the way, right? And this is the way. And Bonga is that way. That is not the way to Bonga. And so when we go talk to people, we want to help them understand this is the way. Acts chapter 6, verse 5. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. I love that full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Remember we talk about being filled with the Spirit? Is that something where there's, you know, like liquid goes into my head and I got a little indicator and, the, you know, I'm full now? It's, it's being focused on, wholly focused on the Spirit and His leading, not being distracted by the things of the world, right? So if we're, if we're full of the things of the world, we're not even going to hear the Spirit. And we can, we can be a little bit of both, and that's what God calls a lukewarm Christian, someone who's doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. He's not totally focused, not filled with the Spirit. But Stephen was filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Holy, uh, full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Prochorus, and I have to say these names again just because it's so much fun to try and enunciate. Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, and a proselyte of Antioch. 
These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid hands on them. And then we get to the last verse here, verse 7 in chapter 6. And the word of God continued to increase. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. <clears throat> What's the core message of the Bible? Jesus. All right, let me try that again. What's the core message of the Bible? Jesus. Jesus. How important is that? It's of first importance, right? If you haven't got that part, you haven't gotten anything. So we get, we get the, the core message of the Bible. Are you a disciple of Christ? If you are a disciple of Christ, what's your main purpose? First of all, to be a disciple, to follow Christ. But second of all, to make disciples, right? When Jesus uh, gave his commandment after he had been resurrected and he spoke to his disciples before he left the earth, he said, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This was of first importance to his disciples. They had already made a decision about Jesus, so they had gotten that first thing out of the way. But the top priority, once you're a disciple, is go and make disciples. Be encouraging others. Help them to understand who God is. We are one body, and we all have one purpose, and that's the same purpose, to make disciples. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16 talks about what Christ did to establish his body. Paul is talking, and he says, Christ, he's speaking about Christ, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, he gave them to the church. He created these positions in the church for what purpose? so that they could go out and beat people up against the wall and tell them to convert to Christ? No, it was to build the body up so the body could beat them up. No. <laughs> but he, he got them so that they would build the body up. It says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So the church, the organization of the church is to build the body up so that the body can do the work. We don't have a body and a pastor so that we can send the pastor out. The pastor is there to send the body out and to equip them and to get them trained. He's like a coach, a football coach. He doesn't play the game. He teaches you how to play the game. He gets you in shape. He gets you running sprints. He gets you handling the ball, juggle the football, get, it, get your skills down. This is what I want you to do because when you do that, you will win the game. He's getting you prepared. This is what the body is about until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So we be, need to be unified, and that's what the church is about, getting us unified and getting us the knowledge of the Son of God. So we should be learning about him, who he is, John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that you may know God the Father and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. So we get to know in the church, we get to know about him so that we can speak to others about him. The, that passage goes on. I'm going I'm to move on to Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. 
so we, though many, are one body in Christ, individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. God calls everyone into his body for a purpose. Every one of us. Some of us form up for the concrete. Some of us mix the concrete. Some of us uh, bend the steel. Some of us hammer. Some of us hold the nail. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we separate those two. I, the guy that's hammering should be holding a nail, right? Uh, but each one of us has different gifts and different capabilities. So we need to use them. If service in our serving, one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, and the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Guys, nail down your purpose, your first purpose. Figure out what you're going to do about Christ. What are you going to do about this Christ? Please, don't just walk away. It is important to understand that there is something eternal about that decision. Your top priority, figure out what you're going to do about Jesus. That brings you into the body of Christ if you accept him. If you're a part of the body of Christ, figure out what he wants you to work on to build his body up in love. He's called us to be in the body and build each other up in love. There's a purpose in that. That is your top priority. If you're a Christian, you ought to be building others up. All right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to close with that thought. Let's close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for these men. Draw them to you. Give them a hunger to be part of your body and then to live out the purpose that you've called them for in that body. Just walk with them today. Give them joy. Give them peace as they see you, as they pursue you. Keep the men safe today, Lord. Allow us to accomplish much and honor your name in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys.